Hi, this is Father Neil here, and welcome to the March 11th episode of the podcast Catechism with Father Neil. Today we'll be looking at numbers 487 to 494 of the Catechism of the Catholic Church. 2. Born of the Virgin Mary. 487. What the Catholic faith believes about Mary is based on what it believes about Christ. And what it teaches about Mary illumines in turn its faith in Christ. Mary's Predestination. 488. God sent forth his Son. But to prepare a body for him, he wanted the free cooperation of a creature. From this, from all eternity, God chose for the mother of his son a daughter of Israel, a young Jewish woman of Nazareth in Galilee, a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. The Father of Mercies willed that the Incarnation should be preceded by assent on the part of the predestined mother, so that just as a woman had a share in the coming of death, so also a woman contribute to the coming of life. 489. Throughout the Old Testament, the mission of many holy women prepared for that of Mary. At the very beginning there was Eve, despite her disobedience, she receives the promise of a posterity that will be victorious over the evil one, as well as the promise that she will be mother of all the living. By virtue of this promise, Sarah conceives a son in spite of her old age. Against all human expectation, God chooses those who were considered powerless and weak to show forth his faithfulness to his promises. Hannah, the mother of Samuel, Deborah, Ruth, Judith and Esther, and many other women. Mary stands out among the poor and humble of the Lord, who confidently hope for and receive salvation from him. After a long period of waiting, the times are fulfilled in her, the exalted daughter of Zion, and the new plan of salvation is established. The Immaculate Conception, paragraph 490. To become the mother of the Saviour, Mary was enriched with gifts appropriate to such a role. The angel Gabriel, at the moment of the Annunciation, salutes her full of grace. In fact, in order for Mary to be able to give free assent of her faith to the announcement of her vocation, it was necessary that she be wholly born by God's grace. 491. Through the centuries, the Church has become ever more aware that Mary, full of grace through God, was redeemed from the moment of her conception. That is what the dogma of the Immaculate Conception confesses, as Pope Pius IX proclaimed in 1854. The Most Blessed Virgin Mary was, from the first moment of her conception, by a singular grace and privilege of Almighty God, and by virtue of the merits of Jesus Christ, Saviour of the human race, Preserved immune from all stain of original sin. 492. The splendour of an entirely unique holiness by which Mary is enriched from the first instant of her conception 
comes wholly from Christ. She is redeemed in a more exalted fashion by reason of the merits of her Son. The Father blessed Mary more than any other created person in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places and chose her in Christ before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless before him in love. 493. The fathers of the Eastern tradition call the Mother of God the All-Holy, Panhagia, and celebrate her as free from any stain of sin, as though fashioned by the Holy Spirit and formed as a new creature. By the grace of God, Mary remained free of every personal sin her whole life long. Let it be done to me according to your word. At the announcement, sorry, 494, at the announcement that she would give birth to the Son of the Most High without knowing man, by the power of the Holy Spirit, Mary responded with the obedience of faith, certain that with God nothing will be impossible. Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done to me according to your word. Thus, giving her consent to God's word, Mary becomes the mother of Jesus, espousing the divine will for salvation, wholeheartedly, without a single sin to restrain her. She gave herself entirely to the person and to the work of her son. She did so in order to serve the mystery of redemption with him and dependent on him by God's grace. As St. Irenaeus says, being obedient, she became the cause of salvation for herself and for the whole human race. Hence, not a few of the early fathers gladly assert the knot of Eve's disobedience was untied by Mary's obedience. What the Virgin Eve bound through her disbelief, Mary loosened by her faith. Comparing her with Eve, they call Mary the mother of the living and frequently claim death through Eve, life through Mary. Very well, this was a slightly longer section today, but it's dealing with um, with the, the Virgin Mary and the central role she has in the, the plan of our redemption, in the history of salvation. And um, I think that the very first one, the very first number we listened to, that very first uh, sentence in 487 says, what the Catholic faith believes about Mary is based on what it believes about Christ and what it teaches about Mary illumines in turn its faith in Christ. And this is something that is central. Sometimes today there's a tendency not to emphasize the teachings on Mary, to kind of leave her to the side. We think that maybe when we're discussing or dialoguing with Protestants, they might get offended by it and better not to talk about it. Or unfortunately, some people seem almost ashamed to speak of the Virgin Mary. And yet, what the Church teaches about Mary is so linked to what she teaches about the Church, what she teaches about Christ, that you can't divide them. I mean, for example, in the Second Vatican Council, there was a big debate. Are they going to, were they going to write a special document about Mary or not? And in the end, they decided very um, intelligently, very wisely, I'd say, to include what they were going to say about the Virgin Mary into the Constitution Lumen Gentium, which is the constitution on the Church in the Second Vatican Council. 
because what we say about Mary is vital, that all of the truth of faith depends on this, on Mary and her virginity, on her cooperation with Christ. Everything depends. That if Jesus isn't truly God, everything falls. If he's not truly man, everything falls. And Mary is the linchpin of this. Mary is the one who guarantees his humanity. And this is why it's so important. And also, I think the thing we need to see, that looking at the Immaculate Conception, for example, that Mary was preserved from sin. She was preserved also from original sin. In a sense, God allowed Mary to experience the fruits of the redemption of Christ beforehand. What God did with her, he wants to do with us. And looking ahead at the fruits of his redemption, Christ applied these to to his mother and, in a sense, helped her beforehand so that then she could help all the rest of us. And this is why the, the place of Mary is so central, is so important. And each one of us is invited to, to, to venerate her, to, to come to her, the, to come to the one who undid the knot of Eve's disobedience. That is very much uh, thanks to Mary. It says that just as a woman was involved in the fall, that also God wanted a woman to be involved in the recreation, in the redemption. And Mary is this woman. Mary is this woman that comes to help us. Mary is not just an example, but also a help to each one of us. That we're strengthened by her prayers, we're guarded by her mantle, and that really this experience of the motherhood of Mary is a vital part of the Christian life. And so tomorrow we'll continue And tomorrow we'll be looking at numbers 595, sorry, excuse me, 495 to 507. God bless.